When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in zone, So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Restrictions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Hi, I'm sports journalist Tim Livingston. And I'm Bobby Glanton Smith. This is Westward. Westward is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Episode 6 Fine by Me. Clippers were unbelievable last night. Are the Clippers the best team in L.A.? The Clippers are the best team in L.A. because they're the tougher team in L.A. The Clippers are just mentally and physically tougher than the Lakers. Whatever their DNA is, they're sheer scrap. With the Clippers' second victory in as many games over the venerable Lakers on Christmas Day, for the first time perhaps in their tempest-swept history, the city of Los Angeles was now their home, too. We're burying the lead here. Kawhi Leonard, once again, for the second time this year, outshined both LeBron James and Anthony Davis on both ends of the floor. They've been able to take it to the Lakers, and they've been the more impressive team so far this season. 
but in a sad irony. The moves that Jerry West and the Clippers front office had made that previous July. Moves that changed both the course and culture of the team. Were made on the anniversary of what was the franchise's biggest move. The one that had taken them from their original home. On July 7th, 1978, the Buffalo Braves left Buffalo. I was 11 years old when they left. I was pissed off my entire life. Sports journalist Bucky Gleason spent his entire 30-year career covering the city where he was born, Buffalo. In a city that has experienced its share of sporting disappointments, No event cut deeper for Gleason than the loss of the Braves. I was born in 1967. The Braves came in 1970, so all of my were about the Braves. My birthday is June 28th, and they left on uh, July 7th, which was just a week and a half later after my birthday. And I remember thinking, I'm 11 years old and I'm crying because my team left. There's nothing like that feeling when, you know, as a young, impressionable 11-year-old kid, just having his team ripped away from him. For me, it was anger that I held for probably the next 35 years until I was able to finally sit down with the owner, Paul Snyder, and find out what happened. What happened to the Braves in Buffalo has been said by many of their fans to be the reason the Clippers franchise is cursed to this day. You know, the funny thing is about Paul Snyder is that, you know, I didn't even get into this before. I didn't even mention it. I'm mentioning it now. Actually, like, I wanted to fight the guy. And I told him when we sat down for our interview that I was like, do you know how long I wanted to punch you? You know, the Braves, they were actually a pretty good team. They were competitive on the floor. They were competitive at the gate. Now, if anybody was to go back and look at their attendance figures, they'll see, you know, Eight, nine, ten thousand people at a game. It was competitive with the other teams in the NBA. And you have to remember, the NBA was at a war with the ABA. They were trying to uh, figure out how to make it all work. It wasn't the NBA, you know, the giant that you see today. They had Adrian Dantley. He's a former Rookie of the Year. They had Ernie DiGregorio, who's a great guard coming out of Providence, point guard. They had Randy Smith, who was a local product, went to Buffalo State College. Moses Malone was on their roster. Tiny Archibald came through the system. So this was a team that was really in good shape in terms of being competitive. They had a lot that you could build upon. The problem that Paul Snyder had was securing dates. When I made the deal for the Braves, I had to deal with the Sabres, and the Sabres locked me out of having a weekend playing date. The Sabres played Sunday, Canisius College had a long-term contract on Saturday nights. The Braves had to play Tuesday and Friday in direct competition with all the high schools. And it's very difficult. It's really tough when your dates are Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, say, where you can have open dates to play basketball. They were not making the money that they needed to make. And so... Paul Snyder thought it was a good idea that if he could partner up with John Y. Brown as the ABA started to dissolve, this would be an opportunity for him to gain more leverage. And 
then it all just went south very quickly. Before he was governor of Kentucky, John Y. Brown was a successful entrepreneur in Lexington who made his fortune purchasing the Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise and turning it into a fast food Goliath. If you make this shot, you can have anything you want for dinner. Still in his early 40s, Brown spent his considerable treasure pursuing ownership of his favorite sport. You know, I grew up in basketball country from Madoff Rupp to the present day Calipari. It's our life here. It's basketball country. So I've always been interested in basketball. And I guess I got searching around the league and I was trying to see if we could put some kind of merger together when I was president of the ABA. And I talked to most of the owners and I ran across Paul at the time. And then I read that he was in trouble moving the team out of town. I called him, I said, Paul, you know, I like basketball. I'll do a deal with you that can work for both of us. John Y. Brown ended up taking over a majority interest. He was always looking for the next move and then realized he was going to pull them right out of Buffalo. And it was the beginning of the end of the Buffalo Braves. It just didn't work out and it didn't seem like there was any future. So then I bought Paul out and then I looked around to where to take the team. What happened next was not unprecedented in the insular world of professional sports ownership. Just years earlier, the NFL's Carol Rosenblum, owner of the Baltimore Colts, had orchestrated a similar deal with owners Robert Ursay and Bud Keelan of the Los Angeles Rams. But it had never been done before in the NBA. And never would again. Now, the Celtics were owned by Irv Levin at the time. And so John Mai Brown, he had a conversation with Irv Levin, who was trying to get out of Boston. John Mai Brown was trying to get out of Buffalo. So they essentially swapped franchises. Someone suggested to get together with Irv Levin. And I didn't know who had given me the idea, but I talked to David Stern maybe five, six years ago. I just happened to call him. I always had a good relationship with him. And he told me he was the one that suggested to get those two guys together. So that transaction went through, and Irv Levin, who was from Southern California, if I'm not mistaken, was able to move that team from Boston, essentially, to San Diego. And so it was really a complex transaction. It ended up being part of the Braves being moved to Boston, part of the Celtics being moved to San Diego, along with the other part of the Braves team if any of that makes sense. Well, I got a lot of heat, but I didn't want to stay around, which I don't regret because the circumstances didn't justify continuing on here. You know, this is one of the great what-if stories. What if they would have waited? What if they could have hung on for Larry and Magic to come in? What if they would have had the foresight to understand what it took to build a good team leading into that period? I mean, it's just such a Buffalo thing to have happen. Like, the confluence of things that could have gone right that just didn't go right. It's it's not just the Bills and Scott Norwood and Wide Wright and four Super Bowls. It's not just, you know, two Stanley Cup finals. It's also the Braves. 
and for them to take that with them to San Diego and the Clippers is being terrible for all those years. Well, for an 11-year-old kid, fine by me. You are listening to Westward on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh 
refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all. Even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney. Make everybody count. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Irving H. Levin was born and raised in a hard-scrabble working-class section of Chicago, but had moved to Los Angeles as an adult where he became a successful film producer before purchasing the Celtics. His eldest son, Lon, remembers his father's story well because he was part of it. My father was a basketball nut. And uh, in college, he went to the University of Illinois. He played on the freshman basketball team, but knew that he wasn't good enough to continue. So he became the announcer for... University of Illinois. He got involved with the Seattle Supersonics first through his business partner, Sam Schulman. Once they were part of the Sonics, they got the opportunity through David Stern because they knew who David Stern was. I remember him telling me that he and Harold Lipton were in a meeting, they were in New York City. Someone came in, told Harold that the Celtics were for sale. So my father, immediately they jumped on the opportunity. Because he was still an owner of the Sonics, he could not officially own another team. So he had a friend named Bob Schmertz. They made an agreement and they signed it on a napkin. I was in college and he called me up and he said, uh, I just want to tell you that we now own the Celtics. I said, wow. Although Irv Levin's Celtics would win a championship in their first year of ownership, the Los Angeles-based businessman would never feel embraced by the old town's hardcore fan base. He was born in Chicago, but we've been in California since 48. West Coast guy and he was in the entertainment business. Boston's a very tough place. And they saw him as a carpetbagger, you know, who just came in and uh, really, the Red Auerbach was the man there. They didn't want to have an owner like my dad. 
Even today, the feeling that people in areas like Boston or New York might have about LA people is that we're we're lazy and we're, we're just hanging out and having a good time and smoking grass and whatever. That's as opposed to they're hardworking. But I think that there was a bias against my dad, who actually was a Midwesterner. He was not, you know, because he grew up in Chicago and he was a street guy in Chicago and uh, came up through the ranks. So he just felt that there was no appreciation and it came to a head in the season after the championship. Now, I was a, an art student at Art Center, College of Design. I was doing my advanced, I had already graduated UCLA. I had designed a poster, a John Havlicek poster, which I look at now and I realize it's really pretty horrible. But <laughs> my dad made made them distribute it when they did their um, tribute to John Havlicek, who was retiring. So when that day when they did the presentation to John Havlicek, you know, where they went out of the court, my dad came out and gave him different gifts and things. My dad was roundly booed by everybody. John, on behalf of the entire Boston Celtics organization, both past and present, we are pleased to present you with a 31-foot sports coach camper. And may you enjoy it for a long, long time. Good luck. You've got a lot of class. And um, I remember I was in the um, hallway leading out to the players' locker rooms. When he came by, he looked at me and he said, I'm never coming to this fucking place again. For most of Lon Levin's life, his father had wanted him to follow in his footsteps. But Lon Levin preferred the arts, a choice that created a disconnect between the two. My dad and I did not have a good relationship my whole life. The one area where we really connected was sports, in particular basketball. That was the area that he and I found common ground. And so when he called me to ask, he said, we're bringing uh, the team, the Braves, to San Diego. And I want to know if you want to be involved. I thought it was a great opportunity for me to finally get to know my father as an adult and for him to get to know me as an adult. And on July 8th, 1978, the San Diego Clippers were born. San Diego, city in motion. A forward-looking city, alive with dreams and plans for the future. Yet, a city with a sense of the past. We had that first year that was pretty great, and it really established the Clippers as a viable entity. Lon Levin and his father's Clippers would finish their first season with a respectable 43-39 record and boasted the league's number four offense. But in a coda to the franchise swap that would bring the Clippers one step closer to Los Angeles, one that is surely to sting their long-suffering fans. In the part of the deal where he would choose which players to go with him to San Diego and become Clippers, Levin passed on the Celtics' 1978 top draft pick, an unknown forward from French Lick, Indiana, who was playing out his final year in nearby Terre Haute at Indiana State University. Red Auerbach knew about him. My dad had no clue. Didn't know who this guy was, how good he was or anything. He just knew on, that they had this guy. 
My dad didn't know too much about it. And so he, he said, well, we'll take Freeman Williams. I don't know if you remember Freeman Williams, but he was the top scorer in the country at the time. And so they thought, oh, this would be great. We got this guy and we don't know if this other guy can even play. So they opted for taking Freeman Williams and some players. Irv Levin and the rest of the league would soon know about that other player when he joined the Celtics the following year. The almost Clipper would go on to lead the Boston Celtics to three world championships and become one of the greatest players in league history. His name was Larry Bird. You are listening to Westward on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. 
HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Clippers' relocation to Southern California was due in large part to the Los Angeles Lakers. Writer Terry Pluto, author of several books on the NBA's formative years, explains that the city of Los Angeles figured prominently in the landscape of the league at that time. The interesting thing to me about the Lakers moving was it began like kind of a gold rush. If you think about Los Angeles in the 1960s, you're not that far away from World War II. My father was stationed out in Santa Barbara in L.A. during the war. And, I mean, he really did talk about it like the promised land, the land of milk and honey. You know, you didn't have the, all the pollution and, and a sense of overcrowding, and it was a sense of endless possibility. And I really believe that was also appealing to Short, too. And the players, they were so excited. I remember when I interviewed, like, Hot Rod Humley and Elgin Baylor and some of these others. They were telling me when they came out there, you know, they hopped in their cars and went. Short even told his players, I mean, it sounds like the wagon trace. Sell everything you got. Just keep what you can and put it in your car and uh, maybe get a little trailer behind your car. Just go on out there and buy new stuff in California. That's really what Short was told the players. The success of the Lakers was responsible for the NBA's West Coast expansion and the creation of the ABA, which put its flag in the ground with over a dozen teams. And in the long run, it was good for the game, but there was a period from the merger to 1979 where it looked like the game just wasn't going to survive. When you look at the NBA in the late 70s, they were in huge trouble, partly because of what was done with the ABA. But this was like a long guerrilla war that lasted nine years. Neither side ever expected that. The ABA figured the NBA would capitulate and take in some of the teams. The NBA figured the ABA would run out of money and go away. And in the meantime, you know, the ABA did things like began taking underclassmen with Spencer Haywood, you know, the quote-unquote hardship rule. They were just stealing players. They even stole officials from the NBA. They did a lot of things. It was all-out warfare. The ABA gave out a lot of these contracts where they were paid out over 20 years and a lot of the money wasn't guaranteed. And agents were taking those ABA contracts, going over the NBA, and then getting guaranteed contracts out of that. And so it was hurting the NBA economically because they didn't understand what was going on. And it nearly bankrupt everything. The 70s was a dark period for the NBA because while the merger brought the best of both leagues together, it also brought the worst. 
the NBA was still an old boy network. It was your dad's league. Not a whole lot of pizzazz, right? The ABA was the opposite. So you had this weird hybrid of players and teams and styles that just didn't mesh. And the result was a league of long hair, short shorts, and a lot of fist fights. Getting a little physical. Get out of my way. I should say. That play was not in the playbook. <laughs> Guess not. Look at Akeem go at it. Wrestles him down, and both benches empty. And a melee is broken out here. They have brought police onto the floor. The NBA's on-court violence had become a huge problem for the league. Game two of the 1977 finals was marred by an ugly brawl involving the 76ers' Daryl Dawkins and the Blazers' Maurice Lucas. Early the next season would see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar break his right hand while punching Bucks center Kent Benson. And just months later, a fight erupted between the Rockets and the Lakers that would send Rockets all-star Rudy Tomjanovich to intensive care. The NBA's brand at the time was at an all-time low. Fights, drugs, sagging attendance. And it got so bad that by the end of the decade, CBS was showing the NBA Finals on tape delay. Public interest in the NBA hadn't just dulled. It had all but disappeared. And the Los Angeles Lakers were no exception. By the 1978-79 campaign, attendance at the Lakers' fabulous forum in Inglewood had dipped by nearly 200,000 fans since their championship season in 1972. Gone were the halcyon days of Baylor and Goodrich and Wilk. And though they had attained one of the league's best players in Lou Alcindor, who had changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the team would only reach middling success, made palpable by a familiar face at the end of the bench, who shed his number 44 jersey for a suit and tie as the team's coach. Jerry West was a very underrated coach. He made the playoffs every year he was on the bench, he won almost 150 games, but what was really bigger than his role as coach is that Jerry kept the Lakers relevant in Los Angeles, which was key because just as the Lakers and really the city of Los Angeles had saved the NBA when they relocated from Minneapolis in 61, they were about to save it again, only this time on a much bigger scale. My introduction was usually on a Saturday. I worked for my parents at the time. It was a superior stamping coin. And this gentleman would come in and buy coins. And he would spend, you know, two, three hundred dollars on a Saturday, which was good money back then. This is in the late 60s. And he would fill up his Whitman blue folder books. And after about a year or so, this was going on, he was a teacher at USC. He was a professor which I thought was good. But, you know, Saturday afternoons were, I looked forward for him coming in and filling out those boards, and he told me his name was Dr. Jerry Buss. Even at a young age, Gerald Hatton Buss understood the value of something rare. As a 10-year-old boy living in Los Angeles, 
He could often be found in his room, sifting through jars of coins, hoping to fill out his penny board, or studying the latest issue of Spink and Son's numismatic circular. Though the boy would only spend a few years of his childhood in the City of Angels before moving to the rugged rural plains of Wyoming, a love for both the City of Los Angeles and coin collecting would become passions. But it was his love of the latter that would bring him a lifelong friend in Ira Goldberg. He had a softness about him. He came from a broken home. He fought his way up, and he was very street smart. Believe me, he was street smart. So you get an idea of his personality. Sitting at a game together, and he always sat in lousy seats. He said that he never wanted to sit down on the floor because, you know, that's, you know, for people want to be seen. So we sit in the worst seats. But it was always fun having, uh, being with him. And he says, Ira, what are the three most important American coins? So I'm eating a hot dog, and I just said, well, there's an 1894 S dime, there's a 1913 nickel, and an 1804 silver dollar. And there are the three classic American great rarities. He said, well, what do you think it would cost to buy these? And I said, Jerry, I don't know. I, they're not available, but it's got to be around a million dollars. He says, go get them for me. I said, well, just like that? So all I was doing was eating a hot dog, and uh, I had it wrapped in a napkin. So I jotted down, Ira, go get me the three following coins, the 94S dime, the 13 nickel, and the 04, approximately one million, and he signed it. I saved the napkin. 30 days, I chased down all three coins, and I sold it to him. Returning home after the purchases, the real estate mogul, film producer, and entrepreneur stepped into his den, pulled out the original penny board he had used as a boy back in Wyoming, and stared at it for a long time. His board was now full. It was early 1979. He was only 45 years old and worth $60 million. Jerry Buss, the businessman, was fulfilled. But Jerry Buss, the gambler, wanted more. For his entire adult life, the doctor had rubbed elbows with some of Tinseltown's brightest stars. Though he had dabbled in filmmaking, he didn't want to merely produce something as part of the Hollywood machine. He wanted to create a main attraction. As a chemist, Dr. Jerry Buss knew about combustion. He understood its elements. And he knew that if he could somehow combine glamour, the love of basketball, and his flair for entertainment, he would not only create something that would be a main attraction, he would create something that would explode. Dr. Jerry Buss then made the decision to buy an NBA team. And he wants something he wants to go after. And he wanted an NBA team. So it just so happens that the Indiana Pacers becomes available. And he decides he's going to go ahead and he buys the Indiana Pacers. Next week on Westward. Long before Jerry Buss came up with the idea of Showtime, there was a coin toss. And while it would only be fitting that the greatest beneficiary of the coin toss would be a coin collector himself. The actual winner 
had already lost. Dad had the club for so many years and it had become extremely successful. But in the 70s, he had some personal problems. And uh, at that point, he had said, you know, I have to sell. Your boss wanted the Lakers badly. Laker owner Jack Kent Cook's asking price was nearly $68 million. And Jerry Buss didn't have it. He says, well, I think my friend Donald Sterling will buy the majority. The deal between Jerry Buss and Jack Kent Cook would move forward. But Buss seemed to have inherited a team whose good fortune may have run out. Jerry Tarkanian is a successful coach at UNLV. He's an ethically sketchy coach, but he's very successful. And Jerry Buss decides, this is a guy I'm going to hire to coach the Lakers. And he interviews him for the job, and Tarkanian is very interested in the job, and he's going to take the job. And then his agent winds up dead in the trunk of a car. Paul Westhead would now have to deliver for the Los Angeles Lakers. I was their only choice. I mean, they had a game that night, and if I didn't show up, well, the trainer would have been in charge. Had we lost that opening game, I probably would have coached my last game. Westward is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network, iHeartRadio, and Joy Road Entertainment in association with Workhouse Media and Sugar 23. Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Panella for Workhouse Media and by Michael Sugar and Mike Mayer for Sugar 23. Joy Road Entertainment is P.G. Cucieri, Jim Young, Matthew Hatchett, Tim Livingston, and I'm Bobby Glanton Smith. Produced by K.C. Whalen, edited by Charlie Magdaleno at Whalen Productions. Producers would like to thank Bucky Gleason, John Y. Brown, Lon Levin, and Terry Pluto for their contributions. And of course, the great Jerry West. Westward is narrated by Emmy Award winner Keith David. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit MortonBuildings.com to get started today. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.